the lumber town of Otari, with its storied past and a fair share of sinister secrets, has been fairly quiet in recent decades. Over the 400 years since its inception, the surrounding area has been the launching pad for many famous adventurers, and as a result, most of the ancient ruins have been fully explored, much of their mysteries already solved. But when the mysterious gauntlet, an eerie landlocked lighthouse, begins to glow with a baleful light, the people of Otari suspect it's an ominous prelude to sinister events. The call goes out for a new band of heroes to save the day. Those heroes are... Mukta. One's path in life may shift like the sands. You have to adapt or be buried. Halarmony Higgins. Can I play something for you? New Lara. Hey, I know that it's scary, but you have to get up. Okay? Take my hand. Very good. Let's go. Clovis. Nature is not to be put in order. Nature is order. It is for us to put ourselves in unison with this order. The time has come to enter the Abomination Vaults, Ruins of Gauntlet. All right, we're back from break. When we last left off, Hal, sliding down the rope and pulley system, slipped, used that inspiration to dig in deep, try to grab. You can see it here. It was a one followed by a four. It didn't prove that much. Slipped and fell as the, the drake in the water leapt up out of the swamp to get you missed. You splashed into the water next to it. And we stopped the session because we are going into initiative. So, to oh clarify, God, I'm so excited. Yeah, to clarify real quick, right? We have. Um, I want to. I want to clarify what everyone's doing as far as the exploration phase leading into this one. So, Mookta, I remember you like ran and hid, right? Yep. So I'm guessing you are using that. Um, that what is it called? Like move stealthily or something to start combat with stealth roll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, avoid notice. <laughs> And then Nulara, you had kind of went down and you turned around and you're watching this happen, but what sort of activity are you taking? Are you doing like raise a shield? Are you doing scouting? Like I can see different arguments, so I wanted to clarify. A, what activity you're doing, and B, like what are you currently holding in your hands and such? Um, I was scouting and I'm not holding anything in my hand right now. So you got you got your shields dropped in but your hands free? Yeah, because I came in like oh, I landed right before Hal, you know, like fell into the yeah. water. I mean, there were there was a little no, because Hal Hal kind of delayed coming, right? Like he mm -hmm. was a little hesitant, so there was enough time for you to kind of get something ready to go. So and I did say let's get ready because I noticed something in the water. Yes, yep, I remember that. So there would have been time to prep. So that's why I'm giving yep. you whatever you want to have ready. You let me know now, and it can be arranged. Full disclosure: If Mukta had said out loud something was in the water. Hal wouldn't have jumped, but he whispered it to the other guys. So he's like, right, oh, yeah. I don't think well, I, I also wasn't trying to shout either because I didn't want it to. Yeah, I didn't true. know if it had noticed it us or not. So I was waiting for that because had you yelled it at him, I would have had it emerge in that moment, right? So that's why I was I, hoping that we could get over it and up these stairs before it even came out. Right. 
right. So, uh, so Nulara, what do you hold? Do you, you still want to go with the empty hand and the shield? Or do you want to have your yeah. weapon ready? No, empty, yeah, empty, empty hand. hand. Yeah. Perfect. And you were scouting, so I want to get a plus one to initiative. Mm-hmm. And then Clovis. Uh, defend. So once he said there's something in the water, I'm sitting by the crack there, and now I'm uh-huh. defending. You got your shield raised? Okay. Yep. Not yet, but I will. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, that just means you start combat with your shield raised if you're using that action. Okay, well, we are in initiative, so go ahead and give me your initiative rolls, everybody. You're going to get a plus one from Nulara's bonus. Uh, Mukta, go ahead and use stealth. And I just realized my stealth and perception are the same, so... (laughs) The only thing that makes a difference is you have some of the special features, right? When you start off, in oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If, um, I go before them; they're flat-footed. Is that what uh, it is? If you go before them, yeah. Steve, I rolled a twenty-six, but I forgot to turn toggle combat on as well. Perfect. I can I can just set it. All right. So you got you got a twenty-six. Yep. And thirteen for Clovis. Correct. Okay, and then I'll roll for the Drake. Sixteen and a half, which means. Let's see. I don't think the the bonus will make a difference between because everyone rolled higher than it except for Clovis. Okay, let's begin combat. All right. First up, Mukta. So I'm trying to find the range on a short bow. Right. It says weapon range. If I dig down into the short bow description, it says weapon range 60 feet. Oh, okay, perfect. So I think it's 60 foot increment, so up to 60 feet with no penalty. Okay. So am I able to use my quick draw with the bow as well? Uh, is there any reason to think you can't? Is there... You draw your weapon attack with the same motion? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't say. So I will quickly pull out my bow and fire against the emerging drake as soon as I see... It emerge and Hal fall. Yeah, it's it like Hal splashed in. It jumped up, missed Hal, and you can just see this big. It's I keep saying big, right? It's slightly bigger than Hal. It's a medium-sized creature, but it's deadly all the it's same. It's big to Mukta. <laughs> it's big to Mukta. That is true. You don't have dark vision. No, do you I have, have low light, light vision? vision. You have I low do light have vision. Light okay. Vision. Yeah. Yes. So in the dim light, your low light vision just becomes bright, and you can see perfectly fine. Okay. So I pull my bow, and with my first action, I attack. And you're acting before it in initiative. Yes, it's flat-footed and martial. I have martial aura on. Does that do anything? It gives you a bonus on fear effects. I'll just leave it on for now. All right, let's do this. Uh, 21. That is a hit. All right. It's flat-footed, so you get to roll that sneak attack damage. Seven? Seven points, yep. All right. Fresnel huh. catch the Drake. Takes seven damage. Uh, second action, I will take the attack with the penalty. Okay. So that's a minus. Like, are you rolling it? Yeah. That's a critical miss. Nothing happens on the critical, but your second... I think what happens is, like, you go to fire a second one really fast, and mm-hmm. just, like, you, you have trouble, like, notching it, and it just, like, falls out of your bow, like, really short. Like, it lands in the water between you and the drake. Okay. Second, third action, I'll take another attack. All right, you're going for it. Yep. Minus, minus 10 on this one? Yeah, right. I, I figured out where to click it now, so... Perfect. 
Yeah, it's not agile, so it's not my save. Uh, time. Again, like you notch it. This time it shoots way over the top and hits the back of the cave. Had to go for it. Yeah, you had to. Uh, that is my turn. Run, Hal, or swim, swim. All right, new Lara. Okay. Uh, in my head, I'm telling myself, oh, this is the second time. This is the second time it's happening. So I'm going to look at this swamp dragon with disdain and try to intimidate it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're making a roll against its will save DC. Its will is a, it's a 17 is your target. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. You're, 16. you're one off. Yeah. Um, for my second action, I'm going to pull out... <laughs> A grappling hook from my backpack. Mm, okay. Okay. So here, here's the one rules clarification, right? If it's in your backpack, you can't get to it. I can't get to it? You'd have to, like, you got to use an action to take your backpack off your back, and then you can get it out. Okay. So either you can only access stuff that's in your, like, belt pouches and stuff, but you can't access stuff that's in your backpack because your backpack's a separate container on your back that you can't get to easily. That's the def- That's why it gives you benefits for carrying stuff and make- reducing the weight, but it's harder to get to in mid-combat. It's on my belt pouch. I'm looking at my inventory right now. Perfect. If it's on your belt pouch, then you're good to go. Yeah, because it can All hold. Right. Yeah, I can see it, right? It's in your, your belt pouch, which is not in your backpack, so you can get to it. I was going to say, the other thing is you could have taken your backpack off in the in the few seconds of time before combat started, but in this case, it doesn't matter because you have it in a belt pouch. So you get the grappling hook out. Okay, all right. Let me know what you want me to roll with this. But I'm going to try and throw it at Hal. <laughs> the, the, the downside here, too, is that the, the grappling hook's not, like, it's not attached to a rope. Your ropes, I see your ropes in your backpack and your grappling hook's in your pouch, right? You but have let's... to attach it still. Well, you could throw the grappling hook at Hal, but it's just going to splash in the water, right? Let's let's retroactively say you knew this and you wanted to have it ready to go, and so you tied the rope to the grappling hook ahead of time. You know what I mean? Also, we used the grappling hook to climb before. So it had the rope attached to it still? Yeah. 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 When we first met you, uh, Mukta, in uh, Clovis. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that because you've used it before. But the the rope doesn't fit in your belt pouch. You know what I'm saying? Because it it's a light bulk. You already it's have four light like bulk. It's not like a combo. It's not. But in this case, I'm I'm willing to hand wave all that. You've got the rope. I imagine you got the rope tied to your belt, and then it goes into your gra- pouch with the grappling hook, and you pull it out so it's not going to stab anyone, and it's ready to go. Just wrap so, it around her waist. It's kind of like a belt, accessorizing her outfit. Perfect. That makes me more worried, Steve. Merciful GM. We're definitely going to TPK. <laughs> definitely. He's like, he's going to kill him in one it. shot. No, I. I I want to, like, make sure that we know the rules specifically of how object interaction with backpacks and stuff go, but I also don't want to screw you guys over because you didn't know ahead of time, right? Nah, so. just messing with you. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Now I, we I wanna... know, though. Now we know. Yeah, now, yeah, now we know. That, that donation worked perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So you interact. So... Pull the grappling hook out. It's tied to your rope. It's ready to go. Uh-huh. That's my second action. And then I'll say, how? Try to catch the rope. And then I will throw it at how. <laughs> Okay, so if you read Grappling Hook, right, there's rules for how Grappling Hooks work. It says, make an attack roll. With my strength modifier. Yeah, you just make an attack roll with the Grappling Hook. So it looks like you're just going to do... It doesn't say if you're trained in it or not, but since you're expert in all weaponry, I'm going to let you go ahead and add your proficiency bonus to this. So just pick, like, any sort of weapon you have on you and make that roll with that, or just roll a d20. Um, I will do the more 
It says, make an attack roll with a secret trade against the DC, but you're not really trying to go for a ledge, you're going for Hal. So the DC, you're not throwing it up a ledge and trying to hook it on something, you're just trying to get to Hal. So I'm gonna say the DC to make this go right at Hal is... Or at least like close to him. Right. Somewhere close. It's gonna start sinking right away is the thing. Oh my god! It's a natural 20! <laughs> Grab it, Hal! <laughs> so with a natural 20... Big thing to him. You're on fire! It flies out perfectly, and Hal like reaches up and get, like gets it like strapped right on him. Maybe it grabs like his backpack. Maybe he gets in his hand. I'll let Hal decide. But it's it's exactly how you pictured it going in your head, Nular. Like yeah, he can wrap around it. He can use it. I'm I'm just anchoring the rope so he can pull himself out, and not have to swim as much. Okay, so it kind of gives him something like instead of swimming as a current, he's just kind of pulling along the rope. Makes it easier for him for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the end of my turn. That was all three actions for you, right? Yes, sir. All right. Not bad, not bad. How? Mm. You're anchored to Nulara with a rope stretched from her to you on the banks of the shore. This, you know, creature is right next to you, like, kind of, like, you can see it's, it's rearing up. It's ready to, like, lash onto you. It's got a, a tail flash, like, whipping around. It's got heavy jaws. What would you like to do? I'll, I would like to kind of duck dive into the water and then swim slash pull myself along the rope to get okay. to the shore. So, so you're doing almost like, it's like not quite a swim. I, I think I'm going to like lower the DC from even 10 to 5 on this one, but you're still going to need to make an athletics check. But you're specifically wanting to go, like, like you said, you're going under the water, right? I, I see this giant thing next to me rearing up to bite my right. head off, and I'm like, oh, no. So yep. he forgets his hatred of uh, the murky, muddy swamp water, and he dives really quickly and tries to <laughs> shimmy along the rope. Okay, give me that athletics check. The DC on this is five. With the uh, rope and Ulara anchoring it, and it lowers the DC from ten to five based on all this situation that you guys have done. Nice. Very nice, very nice. So you, so here's what happens. You start, you dive under, and you start pulling yourself in, on the rope, kind of like swim pulling towards Nular, and Nular is like anchoring it and giving you like a hefty thing. You're able to move your full, um, with the 12, you're able to move uh, basically your full movement. Let's see. I'm going to give you a bonus to the speed. So I'm going to say instead of 50, instead of 10 feet, you can move 15 feet, which is enough to get you up and out of the water in one go. Okay? Perfect. But I will say this. When you do this, the the Drake is going to use a reaction it has. Okay. So, the Drake has this reaction that says Tail Lash. Anytime anyone uses an action to strike or attempt a skill check near it, it can use an attack to hit with its tail. Okay? Am I already underwater? You are. So you're underwater, and he's trying to hit you with his tail, which means it's going to reduce the impact of the bludgeoning damage, if it even hits you in the first place. Bob and me. Uh, 21. Plus 12. Holy shit. Holy shit. Uh, that'll hit me, but... Yeah, he's going to have a... It's a minus 2 penalty. Yeah, it's, I guess it's, it is. It's not to, to the oh, damage. So I thought it... I thought it was a damage roll, but he writes the attack roll. So it turns the 21 into a 19, but you're also flat-footed, so it takes it back up to 21 in the offset. Yep. So it hits, but it's not a crit or anything, right? You take 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Oof. Okay. It also gives you a minus 2 to the penalty on your, your pulling move, but I said the DC was 5, so it takes the 12 to a 10. You're still fine. 
Okay. I'll and move. so you can go ahead and move the 15 feet to get up onto that. You're in that square, which means you're up on that ledge in one action. I would like to continue moving. I'll move past uh, Nilara and continue up the stairs. Okay. And I'll... Uh, what is... Uh, I'll cast shield on myself. Okay. Not bad. Um, See, you got actually, I'll, relatively I'll, I, safe. Actually, I won't cast shield. I'll cast... Uh, I'll use sustain. Oh, to keep the lights the light. up? Yes. Smart. I like it. Good call. And uh, that's, that's my turn. So up next, we have... Fresnel Kesh the Drake, who watches as its meal slips away out of the thing past Nulara. Nulara's sitting there giving like the the mean look at it and failed, right? But tried. <laughs> you still kind of got this like grappling hook, sort of like angered. It's like it, it's you're hitting sitting there, and it 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 locks in on you, right? Because it can't really get anywhere else. So you watch as it uses uh, one of its move actions to uh, stride 15 feet towards you. Swimming through the water, like, relatively fast. And then it kind of, like, comes up so that it's, like, right on the surface of the water and, like, puts its head up so it's towering, like, over the top of you just a little bit. And it's going to use a uh, fang strike to try to bite you. Okay. All right. Oh, my <laughs> Well, yep. that's a natural 20. going to happen to me? I'm going to explode. Yeah. Oh. So that's a crit. Uh, yes, so let's is. see how much damage you take from the bite. 32 points Ooh. of Bro. damage. I'm still up. I'm Whoa, still you're up. still up? I'm still up. Oh, wow. I'd be that's, down dead. You are still up. All right, 32 hit points. That's, that's intense hit. Yeah. Okay, and then I guess I can't really... Yeah, it's going to uh, use its tail strike. It like so, it bites you, and then why it's doing that? It kind of like goes back into the water, and it dies for just a second, and then the tail flips up out of the water and lashes at you. So it's going to make a tail strike with a penalty. Twenty-four. Yes. All right. Jesus. So ten points of damage. So bite tail. Nulara goes down unconscious. But that's all three actions. Worth it. The miner is out. Clovis. Holy crap. Um, so she was Saber! Alright, so I'm gonna cast Hill at two actions. Okay. So it's a range of 30 feet. Okay, and you're casting it on Nular. Yes. Oh, let's not forget this, right? You go unconscious, so your initiative moves to right before the dragon. Oh, that's right. Gotta remember that. So you move one spot back in initiative. Oh, you suck. So it's also, but you did the two actual ones, so it turns from two to ten. So, nice. ten healing to Nulara. You're no longer, um, you, you go to a dying, wounded one, but you're no longer dying. So go ahead and take off all those status effects. So you still have one more action close. Yep, I'm gonna start moving over by Hal to the door. Um, where do you go? Do you think we should go through the crack behind you, Clovis? The angle of the lights that are out right now are not lighting up that crack, so you can't see. All right, so I'm filling the wall. I'm trying to get the hell out of here. So you want to go up the crack? Yep. Okay. So uh, you can move, like, one more square in the dark. So I'll move you down one more square. And then from there, to go further, it's, like, super tight on you. So that would require the squeeze action, which is an action that you can take on, like, your next turn. Yeah, I have no actions. Okay, and then... um, 
Bushi still has his turn right, or do I have to give him an action to move him? All right, I'm going to go ahead and squeeze. I can always pop back out if nobody comes. Okay. So I know you can't see, so I'll just move you down one more square. Because you're kind of squeezing right. through this dark, stark kind of thing. And I will say, as you start moving that way, and you you start hearing up ahead that way, a weird, unsettling sort of uh, moan coming from the echoing in the dark ahead of you. There's definitely something up in that darkness. All right. Oh, no. Like you can't see anything, but using your hearing, you hear a, a hear. weird, unsettling moan ahead of you. It's, it feels—it's not like right around the corner from you. It's off a distance, but it, it's echoing down this little crack towards you. Are okay. you gonna get sandwiched? Oh, sweet. Okay, and then Mushi, I, I, I gotta remember this. Does he move with me, or does it an action to actually move him? To control Mushi, it takes an action to control him. That's what I thought. Okay. In com- in combat, at least. In combat. Yep. All right, second round of combat, Mukta. Are we fighting or fleeing? I don't know. I don't Run. know where everyone went. Run! I'm going to... Try to hit it for the road. <laughs> I'm not fleeing yet, not until everyone's out. I'm going to hide under this boat first. Okay. All right, for my first action. You're using the cover to sort of hide and break line of sight and try to get sneaky 19, okay. Ooh, that's and a good that. question. If, if you so you tied its perception, I think uh, that means he sees you. I mean, you have no way to know that, right? You think yeah. you're hidden because you're making the active check, and the perception DC is your goal. I think you're you meet the the check. It's like the opposite of fifth edition. That's the way I'm interpreting the rule. So you are it is flat footed. I will uh, pop up then, okay, and shoot at my short bow. It's like right now, like, you know, new Lara is like unconscious and like for a second and like she's coming to consciousness and you can just see it. Oh, my God. Nice. Oh, my God. Mokta. It's got its oh, mouth yeah. like open. Right. And it's ready to like bite down on her. And I think your arrow fires and just catches it right in the mouth. That's a good color. That's a good color. Roll that damage <laughs> with the deadly trait. Yep. That's the first time we've seen the deadly trait. So that adds on a crit. You add an extra D10 of damage. So 18 points of damage. Uh, the arrow shoots up into the back of his mouth, the side of his cheek. It rears back, screaming in anger. Um, it's bloodied. Nice. Um, standing out in the open still. Yep. I'm going to try to make myself as tall as possible so I'm easily seen by him and shoot another arrow at him. Okay, you're just standing out there. I'm, Go for yeah, it. Yeah, hopefully trying to get his notice. Yep. Uh, 13 will miss. No. Yeah, I have it targeted so I can actually see on my screen. Perfect. Yep. Which is cool. Very nice. But yeah, that's uh, that's my turn. Get out of there, Nulara. Not bad. All right, Hal. What? Are, is, are these stairs going up or down? So, yeah, you're, these stairs are going upwards. So yep. you're, you're, you run up, and it, it comes out of the little swampy upwards into, like, a more structured hallway. And I don't think you can see far, right? You can only see, like, kind of back towards the battle. But you yep. can feel it's, like, stonework. Um, it feels very similar to the stonework that you encountered on the first floor of the ruins above you. Okay. Um, it goes... It goes into a it, it feels very um manufactured where you're standing and touching the wall 
Okay. I want to cast Soothe under Lara. Okay. Cast it. Cast Soothe, people. All right. 13 13 healing to Nalara. Nice. Very nice. As two action. Very nice. Very nice. uh, (laughs) all I need. My my dancing lights will uh, dissipate and I'll continue feeling along going up the steps. Okay. As my Uh, last section. Yeah, so you can, you basically, you're going to just continue that way, right? Yes. Okay, so you're able to move like 10 feet down the hallway as you're feeling and it it ends and you reach out and there's a door in front of you. Okay. Uh, Is there, can I reach for the door if there's a doorknob? There is, but it takes an interact action to open a door. And that means your lights blink out, right? That is correct. Okay. So all of the dancing lights that are lighting up the swampy caverns blink out, but Nular is still shining. Technically, Nular's shield is still shining. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure that your hit points are right. So you got 13 from Hal, and you got... Two from... No, no, you got 10 from... You got actually got 10, because it was... D8 plus 8. So add 8 more hit points from Clovis. The roll said 2, but then the spell says, you know, roll and then add an extra 8 because he did the 2 action version. So plus 8? 8 more than when you should be at. 8 more. Okay. Oh, I'm good then. Alright. Okay. So now, new Lara, your turn. You are prone, looking up. This thing was about to bite you. Mukta put an arrow right in its mouth. You can see it's looking pretty rough. Like, it's bloodied at least. Okay, for my first action, I'm gonna grab my shield. Your shield is already strapped on your arm, so oh. even when you go unconscious, it doesn't fall off because it's like secured. Okay, nice. You All are right. prone though, so if you wanna, if you don't stand up, yeah. you are flat-footed. No, yes, I'm gonna stand up. Okay. okay let me take that so you stand up with your first action. Stand up with my first action. Ah, this bitch has an attack of opportunity. Okay. It's an action, even if it's an action to pull out a weapon, right? It's an action to draw. It's like an uh, interact with an object, yeah. Unless you have the feet like Mukta does, which allows him to draw as part of the attack. Okay, never mind then. Um, I'm going to raise my shield. Okay. And then take a step. Okay. I'm gonna take a step right here. I can't see it anymore. Okay. So you you take a step back around the corner, and move to your watching as like you're like yelling, just saying, "Come get me, come get me!" And then Nulara backs down the hallway, and it just goes into complete complete pitch black darkness, and you no longer can see it. Oh, the dancing lights are gone. Yeah, how how I had to like stop sustaining the dancing lights, so they're gone now too. Okay. Well, but my light is still giving him like at least like a. 10 feet of visibility, right? So you can see the, the way the light's shining, right? It goes to the squares here, but like where the drake the is creature. back here. Yeah, I can see right yeah. in front of me, but I can't see the creature. If you, if you if you step down one instead of going down the hallway, Nulara, you'd be able to keep him lit, but if you go around the corner like that to, to break sight with it, then your light's gonna go with you. Understandable. Okay. Yeah. That's the end of my That's your turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. One, two, three, yeah. So let's see. You're concealed from an object. So you're so in pitch black. It's not even like concealed. I guess it would be considered concealed, right? Is this concealed? Is this unseen? I forget how the layers go. 
right? Because uh, there's three layers, right? There's like unseen, you're aware of it, but you can't see it. So that's, I'm not sure it makes a difference in this case. So here's what happens. You're standing there, Mukta, you're trying to get his attention. Nulara's like backed away. It doesn't get an attack of opportunity for that or anything like that. Uh, the River Drake, out of the darkness, you watch Mukta as there's like a, like a guttural roaring kind of sound and a giant globule of like acidic spit flies out of the darkness right at you. Oh. So it's going to use its caustic mucus ability, which is going to explode on the uh, corner or this corner right here. And it does a 10 foot burst. So that means it's going to hit Mukta and Nulara. I think based on the way that the cavern is and the square it's picking, I'm going to let it like Mushi's not going to get hit with the splash. So I need Nulara and Mukta to make a reflex save. It's a DC 19 basic reflex save. Ooh. Hang on. Critical success. Ooh. Nope. Critical success means you take zero damage, Mukta. You manage nice. to avoid every bit of this damage coming your way through sheer force of like, you know, dodging it. Nulara fails, so Nulara's gonna take the full acid damage. Mm -hmm. 18 points of acid. It washes over you. You take the, the the that damage, and as you feel, right? I don't think you can like raise. Does your raise shield help you with this at all? Uh, no. It's only you can't like use it. Okay, so the the acid is like washes over you. It gets in your eyes. It gets in your face. It's burning you. You still feel the acid on your skin. You are currently taking persistent damage from the acid. Ooh, and you have a five foot penalty to your speed. Okay. Until you can get that acid off of you. And then it can't use that again for a certain number of rounds. So let me roll a secret check. Okay. And then for its last action, you hear like it just like the water like disturbs as it uh, you hear like ripples in the water mukta as it seems to have like re-entered the water somewhere else. And that's the end of its turn. Clovis, you're in you're in a dark crevice all by yourself you hear weird moaning up ahead back behind you you hear like dragon roars and like exploding acid spit yep so considering that i'm hearing noises going down there i uh -huh. am going to use an action and do my shared senses with mushi because i okay. want to see what's going on I, nobody's coming my way so i want to get a feel of what's going on up there okay and that's just an action to do right one action. Yep. Okay. So you're in the dark all by yourself. You know, you close your eyes and reopen and the camera changes and we we're seeing Adam Mushi's eyes. Okay. Okay. So now I see, so I see, can I see Hal down the hallway? For, from where Mushi's at, you see Mukta standing like right in front of you uh, on like a pile of thing, like looking and posing. You can see the light coming from the hallway and the edge of Nulara with their shield up burning with acid you have no idea you don't see how you don't see the dragon the drake or anything but i see I, I see her kind of going up the stairs right yes so definitely they're not coming back so okay so i'll go back to my token okay. and i am going to move 30 feet and i'm going to be heading up towards Lara. okay so let's see five ten okay so you have 20 more feet of movement uh, just continue to move towards her. Oh, I guess I can move now, right? 
Yeah. So, if you move the two diagonal squares, you would get right in front of New Lara, and then you'd have, because the diagonals, every other diagonal costs an extra bit of movement, right? So, from where you were, this is 10. You go here, that's 25 feet. You said you have 30 feet of movement, right? Yep. So you can't end your square on her, so you can either end out in the open, or you can kind of take cover in this crevice over here, right. but there's there's no so way that's to that's one get. action, right? So I can take another stride action and move past her? That's a good point, because you would have a third action to use, so yes, you could. Yep. So I will do that. I'll yep. get uh, cover behind her and continue up the stairs. Yep. So I'm assuming by then I would see Howl's dancing lights down the hallway, and yep, there he is. Yep. So yeah, now see... I'd be moving. Yeah, you don't see the dancing lights because the dancing lights are gone, but new Lara's shield's lighting up the hallway. Oh, so you can okay. see Hal. Yep. He's like he's like fumbling at the uh, the doorknob of this door, and there's another door now that's lit up. You can see there's a door right here between you and Hal as well. All right, so I'll be heading down there. Okay. And that is my turn. Perfect. Mukta. Hey, Harmony. Let's go. You can't hit me, you foul serpent. Uh, well, let's get the hell out of here. And I'm going to... <laughs> five, ten, fifteen? Yeah. So you can't end your turn on a square, but if you wanted to, like, move up to where Hal is and open the door and keep running, you could. Or you can just end where you are. Or whatever else you had in mind, right? Which door? Yeah, there's a door next to Clovis, and there's a door next to Hal. <laughs> let's make a deal. What door? Door one or door two? You guys are in such a rush, you haven't even had a chance to, like, listen at either door to hear if there's anything on the other side, so it's, like, completely no nope. choice. This door. Let's go. All right. I go and I run and open. Okay. You interact. It opens with an... It's not locked. It just... You fling the door open. So... Hold on. That was so five, ten, you, fifteen. You enter into this room, right? And you can't see much because there's only a bit of light coming in from the little hallway. But what you do see is some fragments of, like, shelving and, like, broken splinters of, like, old shells that give a sense on, like, of some sort of pantry, perhaps. And, uh, you know, you see the, the light shines right to another door in front of you, and then there's darkness to the south, and the room continues south. I'll go here. Okay. So my third action to... Well, no, I guess my third action would be to move, right? Yeah, I think you got 25 feet of movement, right? Yeah, so you can get to no, there. I think you they, can get they to can that. They can move past me, right? Yes, they can move past you. I'm going to use my third action to try to use the seek action to try okay. to perceive and listen for any enemies. Perfect. Make that roll. Okay. 21. So you can't see the dragon, right? But you can definitely like hear general sense of where it is. And it, you're, you're a few corners away from it. But even through all this chaos, your senses hone in. And you can, you can definitely tell it's still like in the water for now. And then I'll, uh, you know, I'll let you know if, as that changes. But you're currently seeking for it. Okay, and done nothing down the hallways? Oh, you don't hear... From from in the room, uh, that's all you hear. You don't hear anything past this door. You don't hear anything in the south. It sounds very quiet in here. So if something's okay. hiding, it's being very quiet about it. Okay. I, I don't hear anything uh, down this hallway. Let's get in and close the door. That Drake is still in the water. I can hear him moving about. Yeah, that'll be but, my turn. Yeah, luckily nothing... There doesn't sound like anything's coming from here, though. All right, how? I will move up to, let me see for sure. 
Okay, I'll move up to Nulara. Mm-hmm. And I'll uh, cast Lay on Hands. Okay. Lay on Hands. Should be six points of healing. Okay, six points of healing to you, Nulara. Go ahead and you can click the healing, and then you can just add it to the token easy like that. There you go, six points to Nulara. Um, so that's one, two, and then I will move. Okay. Yep. You you kind of feel, and you can feel to the east of you is like a wall. So you're like right against a wall. That's my turn. All right, Nulara. Uh, Clovis, how far do, do you have to be to control Mushi? Uh, uh like a hundred feet. A hundred feet. Okay. I'm sorry. So I'm gonna run to uh, to Clovis, pick him up. And then with him, I'm going to run inside the door. So I was actually looking up the rules for this because I was trying to see how like how easy it is to pick someone up and stuff. So you do have a free hand, which is good. So mm-hmm. there are actually rules for, like, carrying stuff because if you look at Clovis, right, Clovis is a medium creature. So his bulk is considered six plus whatever equipment he's wearing. So Clovis, what's the bulk on your character sheet? Yeah, it says you're three. Three. So it would add, it'd be, to carry Clovis, it would be nine bulk. So how much bulk do you have? So you're seven. So seven would take you to nine. So it would take you to 16 bulk, right? Which isn't more, it's it's enough to to, um, encumber you. Well, it says your max bulk is 14. Uh Uh-huh. So I don't think you can actually carry everything you're carrying and Clovis, but... Here's the can kicker. Can I pull him? <laughs> yeah, here's the kicker. There are specific rules for dragging something instead of picking it up. And if you drag something, it's considered half as much weight. So Clovis goes from nine to four bulk, four and a half. So if you grab, you have to interact to grab him, right? Okay. And then drag him, and you're going to drag and like move at like basically slower speed. But yes, you could do that. So an object, you, you have to have a free hand, you interact with him, grab him, and, like, drag him on your turn. Okay, so you'd be able so to drag much. him into that room. Okay. Uh, that's all my three actions. Yes. So go ahead and move into that room and pull Clovis back with you. Or Clovis, you can go ahead and move yourself into the room with uh, Nular. Let's hope it doesn't get its, its dragon's breath back this turn. Don't close it until Mushi gets in here, uh, Mukta. What's up, Nulara? Don't close the door on Mushi. No, no, please don't. <laughs> well, please don't. Unless you see the dragon, then uh, then close the door. No, poor Mushi. <laughs> okay, so here's what the dragon does, right? You're last one at the door, right, Mukta? You got the door closed. You're, you're like, it's the dragon's, it's the Drake's turn. So the first thing it does is it uses this ability called Speed Surge, which allows it to move up to twice its speed three times per day. So, it moves. Oh, Lord. You watch as it moves in one action. It moves to here, and it appears. You hear. You hear the splash, 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 and then you you hear nothing, right? Um, and then mm-hmm. a second later, you hear the, the sopping wet feet on stonework, sort of, uh, sort of motions as it, it like rounds the corner. And because it's using the speed surge, it's looking right at you, Mukta. It's roaring angrily, and it continues moving into the square right in front of you. So in one quick burst, not that far, in one quick burst, it closes the distance from where it was and where you are with one action. Oh, boy. And then it's going to make a bite attack against you. Uh, That is a 20. That hits. 
Okay, you take 18 Bro. points of piercing damage. <laughs> All right. Okay, that, that, that hurts you a lot. And then uh, with the second attack, it does a tail strike. With this, it uh, has a five penalty on this one. Yes. Oh, a natural one! Yes. Let's go. So the Didn't tail, you say it goes... in the water or something for the tail strike? No, no, the tail strike, it had it had a minus two in the water because it was a bludgeoning attack. Uh, okay. But in the, on the land, it doesn't. But here's what happens. It, it swings around, it tries to bring the giant tail at you, but it just gets stuck on the doorway above you, and the, the, like, the stone shakes and, like, dust cloud kind of falls on your head, uh, but it's not able to, like, land on your head. You look up, and it would have, like, crushed you in the head if not for the wall in front of you. But that's all three actions. Clovis. Close the door, Clovis. Yeah, sorry, Mushi. Mushi in here. I'll close uh, the door. Mushi. Okay, so it's only one action to for Mushi, right? If you use one I action, can you can, yeah. So if you use one yep. action on your turn, you give Mushi two actions. Yep. He gets two. Yep. So with forty feet, he flies in. He does a little like swoop maneuver right past the Drake, right over Mukta's head in the open door, and gets into that corner in forty feet of movement. Okay, so that's one action. I'll strike it, to the it, door. Like, it soars right past the the Drake, and it doesn't look like the Drake has an attack on it. Okay. And then I'm going to worry about the door. I can close the door. I got it. Third action, I'll shut the door. Because you can't end your turn where I am. Oh, shit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he could... What I would do is he can close the door, and either you or him right, can I got, I got Moosey's space, right? Moosey has two actions. Can he shut the door? Yeah, you want Moosey to close the door as nice. he comes through? Sure. Yep. Okay, so yeah, so Moosey flops in, does a little spin move, turns around, slams the door shut uh, right right between Mukta. So the door closes, and, and then he's Mukta, flying, so he's he, flying right over he, your head, Mukta. Yep. I said good day, sir. <laughs> and you still have one action, Clovis. Uh, well, just or technically case, you have two actions. Oh, that's right, I didn't move. Um, how much I can do with the door shut? Not much each can do with the door shut either, so I think that's a good thing. Let's uh, yeah. keep going. Uh, Unless yeah. it uh, knocks it down, it's pretty big. So I guess I had an action. So I'll uh, I'll come down here. Yeah, you have two actions. And open. Yep. So that's and then open the door. Okay. So you move south and open the door. So here's here's what you see. From Nular's light, it shines down into this next room. And the main thing you see, you can't see a lot of the room yet, but right here the light shines into what looks like almost like a, a small shrine of some sort and there is a dead human body slumped against the shrine with all kinds of little offerings piled around it okay so that's my two actions right um, yep I think that was all you can continue moving I don't know if I like, can interact action like if you open a door at during your move should it use up your whole move I, I'm not entirely sure it feels wrong yeah, I'm not sure how that works so if you want to continue moving the rest of your speed, I'll allow it. So you move 5, 10. Yeah. You are going into the dark because you don't have the dark. Yeah, I'm going to stop here just around this little... Yeah, um, you're just basically right over the top of this, like, dead body. Hopefully it's dead. Ooh, there's some uh, body in here for you to find some good stuff. Yeah. Around the body, like, there's a, there's a body and there's all kinds of little knickknacks placed around it. It looks like a makeshift shrine, but until you get okay. more light, it's going to be hard to, to tell. Yeah, top around four, Mukta. <laughs> um, yeah, what do I have? Nothing really. Locks the door. Is there a lock on this side of the door? I mean, I don't think it has disposable thumbs. It might have a hard time opening the door. 
Unless is it like a or or a knob or like a handle? Because if it's like a handle, I mean Raptors and Jurassic Park open doors. So. Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, we already they like do. established it had a knob earlier, um, so it definitely has like a little knob, like not not like a handle. There's no lever here, so definitely like okay. a knobbed kind of thing. And it doesn't, from what you saw with it, it doesn't look like it actually has like actual functional hands as much as it just has like giant wings. It didn't really seem to have like it has a bite attack and a tail attack, but it doesn't have a claw attack or anything. It doesn't have functional claws. Oh, yeah. It definitely looks more like a sea-based creature. It can definitely open the door. It doesn't have hands, is the thing. There's no functional digits. But there's nothing to stop it from just breaking it down. It's it's a pretty old rotten wood door. Oh, in that case, uh, I'm going to... This door is not solid enough to, like, make sure that you're, like, safe completely, right? Uh, take the second stride action over mm-hmm. here, and uh, right over, right over hold, the dead body shrine. Hold my third action to attack if it comes through the door. Unfortunately, it takes two oh, yeah, actions two action. to hold an action. Yeah. Is there a dodge or defend action? You can take cover behind Clovis, and it tr- it'd be like raising a shield. You get a plus two to AC. <laughs> You're small. He's medium, so I'll allow it. All right. Yeah. As I'll long take as he cover. stays in front of you, you have cover. <laughs> All right, I'll take cover behind Clovis. Perfect. So you get a plus two AC until the starting next turn. All right, Hal. Does that door look sturdy, the one that no. they just ran through? Uh, it looks about the same. It looks like it's probably was built hundreds of years ago, and it's kind of rotting away. It's it's not Why? like falling apart completely, but it's not like a stone door or a metal door or anything super solid. I'm going to say, why did you run down to that room? We can run upstairs. Wait, you're going to use an interact to open that door? I'll open it. All right, you spend an interact action, you open the door, and you look, and you see a staircase leading down. Down? Down. Down. You're splitting the party? Going down? Okay, I'll move into the room with these guys. Okay. So you move down. Twenty-five. Yeah, you can still. Yeah, you can feel like you're you're kind of following that like north wall, and you can feel like east. There's still more like space. You haven't hit the wall yet. Okay, I'm going to uh, cast shield on myself. Okay, it's my turn. Perfect, Nulara. Okay, Mushi, this isn't the place to die. So I grab Mushi. Mushi's small I, enough, that's not a problem. Yeah, and then um, that's my first action because it's an interact. Yep, right? an interact, and then you can move your full speed dragging Mushi. He can uh-huh. fly, so you're not even dragging along the ground. He's just being dragged through there. Come on, Mushi. Uh-huh. And then for my third oh, action, little, I'll close the door. <laughs> okay. <sighs> do you guys think we'll be safe here? I do not know. That door does not look very good. Depends. Um, how do you all feel about the sanctity of corpses? I know uh, I live in a cemetery, but I really don't care. I've got an idea. Okay, I'm just I'm barricading the door with my body for now. <laughs> do you have any more actions, or is that all your actions? That's everything. Closing right. the door was my last action. Perfect. So up, up the here, you can't see anything, but you can hear, like from down there, you hear like an angry lashing. As um, 
the uh, you hear like a banging of like a, a tail against like some sound, sort of wood sound, and there's a loud connection. It rolled a twenty-two and it hits, so it does. Um, Ooh, that's actually not very good. So it uses one action to deal six points of damage to the door, which probably isn't enough to bust it all the way. And so it's going to use its second action to do one at disadvantage. Or not disadvantage, but a minus. Uh, oh, yeah, that's going to be a critical hit against the door. So the second one hits. Um, Goodness. 20. 28. The door completely breaks, flies off its shelf. You hear splintering wood scattering. And then you, you hear, like... Um, a cre- the creature like steps into the room and all you can hear is like um, like it's speaking in draconic I don't think anyone speaks draconic nope not me not um, a negative I'm an undercommon okay so you hear it say like Svalkalare what bluffed as it like is speaking this draconic language that no one can quite understand and it's sniffing in the air so it's going to going to make a perception check. It only gets a 13. So you hear it, it's like, it's smelling um, and you brace, right? Because you're just ready for it to like, maybe like slam into your door or something, Lara, but like it never comes. And that's the end of its turn. Clovis. Oh, shit. Okay. Search so, the body. Here. What's that? Search that body. So now that you're in this room, I can I can give you a more. Now the room's lit up. I can give you a quick description of the room too. Well, it's apparent that this large room was originally a kitchen. The furnishings have been rebuilt and repositioned to create an improvised shrine. The western end of the hall, where a large fireplace for cooking once stood, now serves as an altar of sorts. Looming over a human corpse is a towering statue in a feminine shape made of bones, covered in sheets of moldering cloth and hanging moss. And then there's a, a spot on the north wall, like down here. It's a bare spot on the wall that's been decorated with like mud and blood that almost has like a womanly shape placed placed right on it. And of course, is the, this the corpse? Is the corpse like? Is this like a mummified, long dead corpse, or is this like? It's. Recently, it's definitely not mummified. It doesn't look like skeletal, or it hasn't rotted away. It looks fairly fresh. Um, Maybe a little ripe. Yeah. So my instincts are telling me I gotta, we gotta keep running because we can hear that dragon in the next room, right? So we can come back and uh, open the door. All right. So you go to the thing, you throw the door open, right? Um, and the door opens and the little flickering light doesn't go far enough for you to actually see what's down there. But you hear the chittering of like voices speaking, um, uh, speaking under common. If anyone speaks, if anyone speaks under common, um, I do. And it, 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 it sounds like a bunch of people, like, like it's, there's a handful of voices that are like arguing with each other. And just sort of uh, sounds like a lot of hammering and nailing going on, like a lot of like banging noises and stuff like that. 
Nulara can actually see them. I think Nulara's the only one that can see the, the dark vision. So Nulara sees oh. a group of guys. They, they got like tiny bodies, giant like oversized eyes. And there's a pile of like wood and like a broken ballista. And they're all like hammering, sawing, cutting it apart and rebuilding it in weird ways. And like as the door like flies open with the light streaming in, all the eyes like turn and stop what they're doing. And they just look back in your direction and you see a bunch of these little creatures staring at you. Close right. the door. <laughs> Not good. Okay. Not good, Clovis. There goes the door. So, one action to move, one action uh, to open the door. We don't, uh, uh, I don't think we want to go in there. And Fuck. then Lars, no, Lars, like, close it, close it, and then you close it. We can't afford two fights right now. This is our best option. Okay, uh, I so think that's, that's the end of Clovis' turn, right? Yep. All right, Mukta. We need to move. I'm going to, um, search his body real quick. Okay. So you go over the body. The body's been mostly picked pretty clean, but as you like pull the body fresh and look, it slumps forward a bit as you're searching through it. On its left shoulder, right in the back, there is a um, a tattoo of a white bird on its shoulder. Yep. I uh, can I use my quick draw for a dagger to take to go and cut at that uh, tattoo to cut it off. Yeah. That'll so be my you second action. Quick draw, whip out the thing, and you're just gonna like slice Gross. slice its skin. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it cuts through pretty pretty easily. Oh wow! Mook does so cool under the that, freaking pressure. That's why you. That's why you asked. on both sides of the door. Eh, let me fuck with this. Otherwise, he's, he's basically naked, laying here. He doesn't have a lot of stuff on him. They left his underwear on, but no belongings. But there is like a pile of of like offerings on the shrine, like around him. All right. There's like a little rock that's like glowing softly when you look close, and a couple of like gems and stuff like that. Like definitely like a, a little treasure pile. Is there a help action? There is. All right, I'm going to say this. Look, we can't aff- afford two fights on two ends, but we might be able to distract that Drake. Maybe offer him a uh, easier meal. And as I look to the the corpse that I just dug into. Nulara, if you open that door, I'll help you throw this body in the, in there. Clovis looks all panicked because he thinks you're talking about Mushi at first. <laughs> okay. So my third action, I will help Nulara if she tries to throw this body. Okay. Through so you're the gonna part. help. You're gonna help her toss the body. Perfect. And uh, that's my turn. All right. I like it. Hal. I... All right. <clears throat> Hal's gonna move over here. Uh huh. I'm gonna open this door. I'm not okay. sure if it goes to the same place. You open uh, it, and like it does. <laughs> it looks like it does. <laughs> no, Laura, you, look, you look past the door, and you see them all like look, like they were looking at it, and then they were looking at each other confused. And the door opens a second time, and they look um, back confused again. I will close it. Okay. That's my everything. <laughs> That's your turn. Okay, New Laura. <laughs> I like that turn. I actually thought that was gonna go to a different room. Okay. We're both next to the corpse. You're right next to the door. You can open. We throw. We close the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so opening the door. Yep. You open the door, and the odd oh, thing he's is, not here. he's, he's not, not there. Okay. Uh, so I'm still, still like picking up the yeah. I'm still yeah, picking up so, the body. So Mukta, you're gonna aid. Uh, so uh-huh. you're gonna make. Uh, this is gonna be an athletics check to toss the body out there. So why don't you go ahead and give me an athletics check? Okay. Awesome. The DC on this is low. It's all. It's a dead body. There's no resistance. It's not heavy. The DC on this is only gonna be ten. So what happens is you make the roll and then you either aid or hinder her depending on how your roll goes. Nice. 
Nice, that's a critical success. You give Nulara a plus two to her roll to throw this body at. So. All right, 22, critical success. So you can throw it. Basically, you toss this body and it like splats like right in the middle of the thing, tumbles with its like shoulder cut out right with the, the white tattoo that you already cut off, Mukta. The body like slams and like, uh, you actually, it doesn't like make much of a sloppy like noise. Like it's been dried out for long enough that it doesn't really like, it more like sounds like brittle and like paper mache like collapsing and the body just lays there like very unceremoniously in a heap right in the middle of the room and you hear noise from up ahead Nulara that almost sounds like there's something coming from that open door on your right hand side he's close but he's not here right now Do you, I'm not close to <laughs> yep. that's all my action okay. so it was the, the corpse was old enough to be desiccated it's not completely. It's probably a few weeks old, it like probably. maybe just slightly more than a week old. I don't know what kind of weird things they did to it before they they yeah. sacrificed it, right? I'm gonna look to the rest of the party and say, if the distraction takes, that should give us enough time to at least get ready to fight either the enemy on door one or the enemies on doors two and three. Yeah. So so back through the door, right? Because you're standing right against the door, Nilara. You hear like the the noise of like the the creature sort of like walking back, and then you hear like an angry roar and like a, a like a weird like bite thuddy noise, and then you hear like a wet sopping sort of drag noise, and it sounds like maybe it's dragging the corpse away. I and then it goes it goes quiet. <laughs> okay, one problem down. On to problem two. And so, like, uh, there's, like, a moment where, like, you, like, you know, especially, like, Mook, uh, sorry, Clovis and Hal are sort of, like, worried about maybe something coming in and, and coming on the other side of the door. But for the moment, it seems like nothing's coming. It would have killed us. Possibly. Somebody would have It was also pretty low. So, so yeah, so we cut back, right? And you guys, like, so we're waiting for, like, a minute for this door to sort of, um, something from the other side to come running at you guys. And enough time passes that it seems like whatever those things were have at least not come immediately to where you are. And then that's that, right in that moment, you hear, like, a, a sort of a gasp of pain as you guys all turn and look and you can see that new Lara is like covered in acid and her eyes are burning and her skin is starting to bubble because we've, we've had persistent damage that we forgot about. So new Lara, can you do two things? Ah! First, first, can you make a DC 15 check? Just roll a DC, just roll, sorry, flat checks. So you're going to roll a D 20. If you roll 15 or above, it goes away on its own. It no. does not. So you're going to take 1d6 acid damage. We should have been doing this every turn. We forgot, but we're doing it now. So you take six points of acid damage as this yeah. thing starts yeah, burning your eyes. Uh. You can like try to put it out. It takes uh, an action, and then you like sort of can make this same check right instantly and try to like wipe it off her eyes, something like yeah, that. I'll, I'll try it. Well, uh, another flat d20? Well, yeah, so... So yeah, you would have on your turn, right? It would. Let's just say this: it was. It ha- we happened it on the end of your turn. So let's let everyone else get a chance to help before it goes back oh. to your turn. So, just you know, everyone gets one turn to help her in some way. I'll cast soothe. Let's start with how. You want to cast soothe? Okay. Go ahead and cast soothe again. So that's six. 
six points of healing. The healing is like helping heal, but it's not like removing the the poison that's like burning her face, unfortunately. Oh, gotcha. this feels like a nice Oh, Thank you. That's okay. my go. So I guess the only people that are close enough to actually try to wipe off the poison right away would be Mukta and Mushi. So if you want, you could try to use your three actions, Mukta, to get the poison off her. I will do that. Okay, just give me three DC20 checks. Just straight D20s? It's just straight D20. It takes 15 or higher to uh, get rid of the persistent damage. And you can do this mid-combat. Normally this would happen mid-combat, you know? Okay. Or you can come up with some other creative way to, to do it. So the first attempt fails. The second one fails. You're trying really hard to, like, get poison off, and it's just so much and so everywhere. You're unsuccessful. So that gives Clovis a chance. Actually, so looking, at, looking at this, it's supposed to actually take two actions to do this, not one action, so that's my bad. It's two actions to assist in removing stuff, so you can technically only do it once, but I really okay. rolled three times. But we know going forward. Anyway, so. All right. So you said, uh, you said Mushi's got to be the one that does this, right? Well, you can spend an action to run to her and do it, or you can command Mushi to do it with one action, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, could Mushi, like, take leaves on his branch mm-hmm. and try to wipe off the poison? Yes. Have Mushi okay. make a oh, D- straight uh, D20. Just a straight D20? You're just rolling a straight D20. We need 15 or higher. He's going to get a crit. Come on. Oh. <laughs> nope. God. Bougie. So everyone has tried to help and they've been unsuccessful, so it comes back to your turn, Nular. Oh, I'm gonna pull out my water skin and use that as an eye wash. Okay. Make that a D20 check. Good idea. <laughs> Jesus, can any of us roll? Hero point? Yeah, hero point. Oh, yeah, hero point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Roll. There it wow, is. Wow, you guys. Hey. Seriously. Oh, We're getting all these rolls out so we can fight the dragon on the way out. Oh. <laughs> Get these rolls out of the way now. Oh, man. It's so stubborn. It's still in my eye. I was even prepared to, like, lower the DC from 15 to, to like, 13, and you just still didn't hit it. You still couldn't hit it. Man. All right. Oh, all right. I think so, it's in deeper. Oh. So at the end of your turn, you take another 1d6 uh, damage. Or actually, at the end of your turn, we do a flat roll to see if it goes away on its own. So I'll roll a d20. It does. <laughs> okay. Um, and so you take another 1d6. So you take another six points of acid damage. <laughs> row. Oh, that's twice in a row. Yeah. It's, so it's burning you more and more and more and more, and it's hurting more and more. Okay, let's oh, go around one more time. Man. Hal. I'll move up and try to, like, daintily brush it out of her eyes and her hair. Yeah. Okay. Make that ran. <laughs> make that D twenty check. Hey, there we, we did go. it. So with all this help, finally oh, it's ow. enough to put the like acid away. And so Nulara, like you look, you can just see like on your face, just just like slight discoloration where the acid's been eating on your face for this long. Oh man, am I grayer, pal? Uh, not not. Not so much. Your screen's uh, drooping a little bit more than it was before. I oh, don't know if that wow. is okay. Eh, it'll uh, come back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Actually, I heard, um, you know, that uh, it might actually tighten the skin a bit. Um, you might actually look younger after this. <laughs> My pores, huh? Okay. 
It's a nice skincare routine that we should probably sell up to sell back to the town. The mayor might like it. So how how are you feeling? How's your health? I'm okay, and I say as I pull a healing potion and chug at it real quick. Okay. You're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place right now. The real interesting thing about the situation is you fled down south, right? And you've kind of come into the bottom, but you have no way at this point to know how to get back up. You know there's some weird big-eyed creatures in the next room over. You know the the drakes in the next room back. You know Clovis heard some weird moaning creature in the shadows. It really seems like you guys are in a tough spot. Like, getting back to the surface is, in and of itself, a very hard sort of situation. Yet you guys want to take some time here to to regroup. It it does seem, at least, that nothing's knocking on your door and interrupting you. So if you want to take 10 minutes, Hal, that is fine. This would also be a chance for people to potentially use treat wounds. We can spend some some time in this exploration phase. Also, since it's no longer, since we're we're not in active combat anymore, I'm going to go ahead and and reveal this treasure pile, which is the sort of treasure on this shrine. It's a lot of unidentified. You take a look around on the, in the area for any sort of traps whatsoever, and you don't see any. All right. <coughs> uh, I, I'll take a look at this stuff. <coughs> you good, Mukta? I have an extra healing potion. I have Pack one as well. Trip. Do you think? Uh, I think you should just uh, waste a minute, it? and uh, yes, I will get me. my uh, healing hands back, and I will heal you in a minute. I think we Ten minutes, actually. We don't know how long we're going to be down here, so healing potions I think we should save for when we really need them. Okay. I, I will yeah. check the chair. Um, yeah. Hang on, so I'll come over and I'm going to give Muta a uh, good berry. Ooh. Okay. Right. How much healing does a good berry do in Pathfinder? It is... So 1d6 plus 4. Damn. Nice. That's a way better berry than other some certain other. All right, so that's seven points. Nice, seven points, and it it just uses one of your focus points to do that. Correct. Yep. So, um, was it that to identify like we can just make like a religious or an occult check? Yeah. So like depending on the the actual magic item you're looking at, it can be different checks. So let me just describe the three major like treasures you see here. Right. So there's three things that look valuable amongst all the rest of like kind of garbage and like little like tiny stick figures that have been made like literal figures made out like splintered wood and stuff um one is like a a small stone with like a glowing rune on it and then two of them are gems one looks like a reddish gem and the other one is kind of like a greenish gem so which one did you want to like you could try to identify them you tell me which one you want to do and i'll have you make a roll um the rune Okay, you can do Arcana, Nature, Occultism, or Religion. Your choice. I will do... Actually, is it okay if I take a look at this one? This is not my area of expertise. Uh, the gems I might be able to look at. Oh, my. You're not sure, Nular. Ugh, the acid's still in my eye. <laughs> can I t- cast Detect Magic? It's pretty. Yeah, well, you're still refocusing, right? Oh, yeah. I thought but this in, was it, afterwards. No, no, in a moment. Like I'm, I'm assuming they're doing this while you're refocusing. And Clovis, are you gonna are you gonna cast Goodberry and then refocus as well for ten minutes? I can't. If you're if I remember right, the rules are once you can you can't go back up to two focus points. You have to stick at one until mm, one rest. It's just like once you spend focus points, you can't 
you can, you can only get one back. So if you spend two, you can get one back. If you spend one, you can get one back. It's not that you can't go back up to two. It's just like part of refocusing oh, means you spent okay. a focus point since the last time you refocused. Yes, and I would want to be focusing. I, I, I misunderstood that. I thought it was like once you use it, you can get back up to one, but never back to two. So No, you just can't refocus unless you spent a point since the last time you refocused. That's the only thing. Gotcha. So let's, let's, I'll have you cast the tech magic in a second, Hal. Let's let new Lara and Mook to look over the treasure and see what they figure out before you guys are done refocusing. So Go look at the gems to see maybe, uh, all right. Give me for the first one. Just give me an arcana nature occultism religion check. Oh, I was just going to try to see like what they're worth and what kind of gems they are. Just make one of these checks first and then I'll tell you. Okay. Um, wow. They are all the same. <laughs> Okay, Come not your forte. On. You're training no. everything except for, you know, magical. Except for the magics. Yes. Uh, let's go with Arcana. Why not? They're all the same. Okay. So the first gem you look at, you're not able to understand. The second one, why don't you just give me a crafting check? All right. You can see one's under consumable and one's under treasures. So you identify Ooh. the treasure one at least. Um, it's, it's a large bloodstone that's worth 10 gold, but nothing magical about it. All right, I'll take the bloodstone gem then. Yeah, and let's let's have uh, let's have you guys trade items. You can take the bloodstone, put it on your character. Let's have you guys trade items because you guys got a few minutes until they're done with the refocusing. So new Lara make another check, and then move to make another check this time on the opposite items. All right. Sorry, religion. Let's try. Nice, Nular. So, Nular, you look at the gem, and you do identify it as a fear gem. Oh. What does it do? Nice. nice. Mukta, you're... So, you guys are like, I have no idea. You trade, you instantly know what they are. So, Nular, you know what this is. Yeah, Nular, this is a fear gem, which is basically, it's like a talisman. You would affix the gem to an to like an, a weapon of some sort and then you can activate it to to basically make intimidating it, the, sorry intimidating strike as an like as a two action action and, oh. it, and, it, and it like uses it up it's also worth about 20 gold if you were to sell it but it's also can be affixed to a weapon and, and consumed they're what's called talismans and then Mukta, you look at this. Um, it's a it's a very straightforward rune that is used. It's just a weapon plus one rune that you could transfer to any weapon you want to make it a plus one weapon. Uh, oh wow! Uh, this could make our weapons uh, a little more deadly. What about that gem? Well, when as long as we affix it to a weapon, uh, what it does is it strikes fear into their hearts. Makes them I mean, a little distracted, yeah. You do that with the glare, so... <laughs> I know. Do you want this one? Maybe we can put it on your dagger. Uh, maybe we'll keep it handy. Oh, it's a necklace. Let's okay. show it to Clovis and Hal after they... Yeah, and so this this is enough time for them to finish refocusing. You guys get refocus points back, and you can kind of reconvene. There's treasure I'd like here. to uh, do uh, lay on hands again. Okay. Under Lara. You don't have any of those uh, berries handy, do you, Clovis? They were good. It was quite tasty. Thank you. Is that a no, Clovis? It's not like I can't take a good berry anymore, right? I can take another nope, one? There's, there's no... Yeah, there's no... I think there's no. a... There might be a built-in limit, but it's not after one, so... Every six, every six berries consumed. It's just a six good berries is like a full meal, but it doesn't say you can't eat more, so... Okay. 
Thank you, my friend. Those, uh, if I had to quantify it, that makes me feel like almost four points from, you know, my tip-top shape. Very good. I'm glad you're feeling better. And so you uh, can do another 10 minutes to refocus? If we can. No, I mean, you guys tell me. You guys have so far spent about 10 minutes in this room and nothing's come to, to uh, bother We're you. We're still not hearing anything coming down there. Then I'd say we, you know, if you guys are good with it, we'll take another 10 minutes. Ulara, how yeah. do you feel? Um, I'm feeling a little 50%. Like yeah. a 5 out of 10? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll refocus again. Okay. Uh, Mokta, are you familiar with... I, I saw you, I don't know, <laughs> take off that skin from that corpse's arm. What was in it? What was on it? Uh, it looked like a... A symbol um, that certain guilds use. You had said that uh, the proprietor of the Crook's Nook uh, has a contract with you, yes? To recover uh, her, her friends or information of her? Yeah. I figure, well, fresh body. I mean, who else would be down here? And uh, a tattoo would be a good way to identify, well, what left of someone. Oh, and we just fed it to the dragon. Well, he was already dead. All we really need is the tattoo to show that, hey, we found him, he was dead. Oh, <laughs> that's true. So yeah, part of your deal was, um, it's 50 gold flat if you can bring back the correct information with a five gold bonus if you bring back every person that's alive. But she didn't really say she wanted dead bodies back, right? There was no agreement, at least. You said that surrounding that corpse was like a ritual, like so, like it seemed like a ritual. Well, like in this room, right? Because you you have a bunch of time, so it's like this giant, not like an effigy, but like a big statue made out of. Um, it's an improvised shrine out of like broken down furnishings, kind of hammered into this like sort of like shrine shelf. Right above that corpse where it was, there's a large towering statue, much bigger than you guys, made out of bone and covered in sheets with moldering cloths covered in like a moss. So it almost looks like a giant feminine ghost shape just towering right over the top of your head right now. And then How also on the... This? <laughs> yeah. And then so also, I mean, I, I read it, but it was like in the midst of combat, so it kind of flew by. Um, and then on this side, on the north wall here, there's another like spot on the wall where like, bl like a muddy black feminine figure has been kind of just carved, like not carved, but like decorating that spot on the wall it's mud and blood and as you look it almost looks like the same sort of feminine form um, why don't you make a, a religion check for me Nular very nice so you, you take a look at this for a minute and like the figures and the way it looks you're pretty sure this isn't meant to represent a god necessarily like usually a shrine like this would be some deity or some god it's something off something feels off about it and then as you're looking at this it clicks and you think back to the painting you saw like in the hallway earlier that you guys kind of like pilfered uh you're pretty sure that this is a shrine to bokora oh, and this figure kidding. this feminine figure both the bone statue and this sort of like spot on the wall are both meant to be like tributes to her guys look and then i point at the the statues yeah, it's pretty cre creepy. You didn't you didn't see it before? 
Uh, there was some acid in my eye. I was too scared. I was just trying to get out of here. Uh, I think maybe um, something killed our uh, that friend we were sent down to find, and uh, I have a feeling it's... You saw some sort of creatures in the yeah. doorway? Yeah. I mean, if they live down here, they probably worship... Belcora. Uh, that's my guess. So, like, another ten minutes pass if you guys want to do the healing on them again. Uh, Hal, how, what, how are you feeling yourself? Hal will look down at all the muck on his clothes. <laughs> look back up at Mukta. I stink. It is in my hair. I can feel it. I taste it. It's in my mouth, too. It's terrible. I feel terrible. Oh. I'm so sorry. I uh, was kind of ragging on you a little bit. Uh, the... I try to wipe the line, one right? off of his hair. We can always take a bath later, but uh, dead is dead. So. True is true. Uh, Clovis, yeah, uh, do you oh. need uh, any sort of medical attention, Hal? Yeah, no. Don't forget, you guys do have the ability to use the healer's kit and do treat wounds. They just take it can take a little longer depending on how much you want to spend on it so it's 10 minutes to like training and then you can put like extend that to an hour to heal more if you need to so do you want to do that yeah you guys uh you guys good uh sticking around are we good do you want me to try to start healing her i think 10 minutes at least um do we only have one healer healer's kit or do we have another looks like uh, you might just have one so who would you like to to heal because once you heal someone, they're they're immune for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Yep, so I'm gonna say uh, Nulara because she's the most wounded. Okay, go ahead and make that medicine check for me. So it should be under your exploration activities, but all right, 18 is a success, which means uh, you can go ahead and heal her 2d8. Oh, and if you want to push that to an hour of treating instead of just 10 minutes, you can double whatever you roll. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, hero point. Let me use my hero point on that one. I'll allow it. It's not typically supposed to be allowed, but I'll allow it. Reroll that, that 2d8. Rolling shit. <laughs> not much better. <laughs> so it's four, and if you treat her for an hour, it'll go to eight. Uh, I don't know if I want to spend an hour in here, but. Um, mm. So you, you want to do this four then? Yeah, yeah. and then I'll, um, I'll just give her a good berry. Okay, so four, go ahead and heal four, uh, Nular, and then um, also give a good berry, so that's another well, 1d6 plus four. Yep. Don't roll one, please. Okay. Eight. So eight more. Nice. Feel a little bit better, I hope. And maybe, uh, how do you heal her again? And we spend another 10 minutes here where you guys uh, focus yourselves again? Yeah, Wait, I mean, that's you guys want. Will you guys be exhausted when we get out of the, when we pass through the threshold of this room? Like, would you? I'm tired of smelling like poop. (laughs) So yeah, go ahead and roll the, just six more, right, for Nulara? Yeah. So go ahead and do that, that six more for you, Nulara. Thank you. Nice. And, um... And then you're going to take another ten minutes. So after this third round of refocusing... Plus the 10 minutes of treat wounds we're at. We've been in here for 40 minutes so far, and so far nothing's bothered you. While they're uh, taking their 10 minutes, can I uh, can I bo- see that healer's kit for a moment, uh, Clovis? 
I'm going to uh, look over Hal and uh, patch up any cuts or bruises that he might have. Sure. Use your make a medicine roll. Not quite as good as you, uh, Clovis, but we'll see. DC's 15. You get a 17. That's a success. So 2d8. Nice. All right. Not bad. Nice. Nine. Nine points of healing to you, Hal. Nice. As I hand the healer's kit back to Clovis. That's good. So so Nulara and, and Pal are both immune to treat wounds for another hour. You only treat wounds once per hour. Oh, and also, what? Nulara, because you use treat wounds, you lose your wounded condition. It goes away. Okay. I was going to ask that, too. Nice. It's nice, nice. Okay. And Question. So 45 minutes have passed. You guys get your refocus points back? Uh, nothing's come through that door. You said you saw creatures, yes? Yes, I think I saw two. Now, either there's two possibilities for why they have not come through the door. Uh, They ran, or they're waiting and prepared a trap. I don't think that they were waiting to uh, welcome us peacefully down in this place. Did they so, notice us, Steve? Because you said it that made eye contact they, with they you, rolled Nulara. like a low. Oh, never it made yeah, eye contact say. with you. It locked eyes with you. They like were building something and they stopped and like turned and looked at you guys and had like a really confused look on your face the first time you saw them. Mm-hmm. And then the second time when Al opened the door, you could see them talking to each other. And then they turned the second time and like made eye contact with you again. Uh, Mukta did not see it, but Richard remembers what the DM said. <laughs> <laughs> ballista. <clears throat> that is a good point. They were they were building what looked to be like a oh. ballista of some sort. Okay. Make oh. a retroactive perception check, Nular, because you're the only one that can see it oh. in the dark. Perception. Let's see if you can recall what you, what exactly you saw. There's definitely a ballista. An 18. 18. So the one thing you notice is like you're, you're thinking back on it. They're definitely building a ballista, but it looked non-functional. It looked like it was in shambles and pieces, and it it was weird. It's like they were putting it back together, but it looked pretty disassembled. Uh, from what I gathered, they're trying to build something, but they're not going very far. They, they could be busy, but also you have a point. They could be more prepared for us to get through those doors. Also, I remember there was another door. We could take a look at that, too. But I don't know where the dragon is. Hal, you said that. Where did that uh, other doorway lead to before you ran in the room with us? It went down into the darkness. Uh, (laughs) We've gone down this far. Maybe we explore this level first uh, before we try to delve deeper and uncover anything else that might, um, you know, kill us. Clovis, I saw you go through uh, that small passageway. That's why I initially was thinking we go that way, because I don't think that Drake could fit through there, but um, you ran back. Did you see anything? I did not see anything. I just heard uh, noises. It sounded like, like a disconcerting moan, like weird, echoey, shadowy moans off in the distance that almost looked like it was starting to like affect your mind even like it was it was driving you a little crazy just listening to it alright so I echo that back to you 
Okay. Places not good. Um, so what are we doing? Are we? Gonna uh, in fact, make a nature check for me. Let's see if you can. Let's see if you can suss out what this sort of moan was. Make Actually, a moan wait. check. Uh, yeah, make a moan <laughs> check. Was it a pained moan? Was it a was it a good moan? moan? Yeah. Oh. 16 is not bad. So I think with a nature check with that roll, it doesn't, you don't, you're not able to pinpoint what it actually is. Decent roll, but unfortunately it doesn't give you any information. Like you're not even sure that you would even have a guess. So uh, well, what's the plan, guys? Are we going to go pick these guys on the other side of the door or try to work our way we can have them try to get out of this cave. I don't want to go in the muddy water. What were those guys saying? I speak under common. Uh, they were like arguing over the best way to build this thing. Like they had, there, there was a couple of guys. You only got a glimpse of the conversation, but they basically they had where they were mm-hmm. having an argument about the best way to repair this thing. And to I mean, perhaps we have a conversation with some guys in the other room. Uh, I can uh, translate for you. I mean, music is a universal language. Well, that's why you are the music man. Ooh, I have an idea. What if, like, I'll go with you um, as a shield, and then if things go awry, like, we can pull them back in here with Mukta and Clovis with maybe raged attacks. I can wait with... Uh... This, this short board is working out pretty well. I'm glad we, <laughs> I'm glad we bought it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, are you guys comfortable with the plan? Like, let's I'll... do it. I'm, I'm comfortable. So, sure. give me a quick overview of what your guys' plan is at eye level. You gonna parlay? So, I wanna create my dancing lights so I can see what's going on in there. Then okay. we'll go in there and then I'll uh, play my lute, friends. Let us not argue amongst friends. How can we help you as we I'll go in? I'll have my shield up. I'll be right in front of you, Hal. So Nulara's going in with the shield raised. You know, Hal's going in Actually, to sort of... behind him. Behind him. <laughs> Got it. Hal's going in with the uh, the sustained on the, the lights. And then Mukta and Clovis, what are you guys doing? You're just standing. Uh, you got your bow out, Mukta? I will... Um... Are you trying to avoid detection? Yes, I'm trying to stealth. Okay. okay, so if you're going to stealth there, I'm just going to stand at the door um, cool. so I can watch what's going on. So if I, I have no weapons out right now. but That's uh, true, you all, don't. That's cool. They're all uh, ready to be pulled out. That's right. So, yeah. So you're watching out uh, Clovis. Mukta's got, you know, hiding. So go ahead and make that stealth roll for me. And Ular's just got her shield raised. And Hal is uh, walking out. So you open the door and stride forward. And you, as you come out and open the door, you can see they're all working on this ballista thing. It still looks like it's it's in like so many different pieces. And there's so, there's probably like two or three different ballistas that have been re like assembled and they're trying to build like a singular one out of it, right? Um, and they're going back. And then they turn and see you come through with the lights. And then um, all of them like pull out like their little like screwdrivers, whatever like tools, their hammers they're going with, and they hiss at you, Hal. And in Undercommon, they say, "This is our find. Go away, friends. We we don't want to. Perhaps we can help you build it. My friend over there knows how to build things. 
uh, pretty well. Uh, in fact, maybe they can help you build it. We don't want it. We just want to pass through, if that is okay. Do you know what's on the other side of those doors? The ones right behind them? Yeah. So, they, like, you try to like, steer the conversation, and they stop, and they're like, don't change the conversation. What are you doing down here in our house? Uh, we've come to help you build your machines and run away from the giant uh, swamp person. I fell in the water. I would not want to go back again if that is, uh, you know, preferable. So there's this exchange back and forth, and over like this minute of conversation, you can go ahead and use your make an impression roll, which I believe you said you can use performance, right? Yes, as long as I'm playing my loot, which is... That works for me. Unless you tell me I'm not, I will. Yep, you are. So the DC on this roll is 16. Yes. That's a success. So they go from hostile to, like, indifferent. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, strangers, check out the sick riff. That's what they're saying in Twitch chat. (laughs) (laughs) But you're using it to accentuate Mm -hmm. and, like, soothe them, right, as you're talking. Uh, It's not like you're just doing the performance, but maybe you are. But it's not like you had a conversation. I'm doing the wink, the the Bill and Ted. Oh, nice. The lights so, dance around with you as you do it, right? Yeah. So, Excellent. so basically, they go from there. Yeah, they go from angry, like hostile, to indifferent. So they kind of like lower their like weapons. They don't trust you still, but they they stop and, and they say like, so long as you don't try to steal this, if you want to help us build it, we won't. I won't steal it. I, I mean, I, I I can't carry it. I carry this. Oh, this thing is huge, right? This loot. thing is so huge that it's bigger than all four of them combined. I can't carry that. I got to carry this. Uh, there's no reason why I want to carry that. But uh, perhaps you can tell me what's behind those doors and we go through. Perhaps me help you on the way through if you let us. I see you're kind of like, meh, not so much. But, I mean, uh, what's the worst can happen? I can't carry that. My friend can't carry that either. He's like this big and I like gesture to like four and a half feet tall. But uh, maybe we can pass through, perhaps? Uh, you tell uh, me. Yeah, so so they, they tell you these, these things back here. They're not really, they're not friendly with you yet, right? So they're not willing to, like, answer all these questions, but they are willing to let you pass if you would like. And what they tell you is kind of like, you know, this is their area, and if you, they kind of point towards, like, the south and the doors around them, and they say, this is all of our territory. If you want to pass through, they point at the doors, like, north. Like, I don't know if you can even see them, Hal, but, like, Nulara might be able to. But, like, this way, they point oh. down this hallway, and they say, you can pass that way. Or we can take you to our king, and uh, he might be able to help you. Your king? You mean uh, Boz Scruggs or someone else? They look at each other kind of confused, and they're like, no. King uh, Gut. Well, know, the, the, go- the, the king of the ghost queen? I don't know him. I mean, Lilara, do we want to go speak with him or do we want to get the hell out of here? I'll take that as we want to get the heck out of here. Uh, Would you like my friend to come see if he can fix your thing? I mean, do you want it to be a certain way or do you want it to be a certain other way? He's really good with his stuff. We don't have to. We're not going to take it. We can also just pass through if that's what you prefer. So here's here's the choice I'll give you, right? You can try to make another impression and take them from indifferent up to, like, friendly of some sort, in which case they'll probably be more willing and open to that. But if you fail this check, or sorry, if you critically fail this check, it's going to go the opposite direction. They're going to go back to hostile, and they'll probably think you're trying to pull something on them. Okay, so, I'm going to try it. 
You gonna try it? Give me another. Uh, give me another. Make you an impression. Do it. This is this is bar territory, man. Twenty six. Hey. That's, yeah. that's actually a critical success. So they go from yep. like friendly to like helpful really quick. So they could they do call you over in your friend. They say they they lighten up and they go happy and they're like yeah yeah come help us fix this up and they they call you over to look at it. Okay, I'll go over so there. You're now friends with this group of uh, creatures. And uh, be- before you go, Hal, I'm gonna whisper. Maybe they could give us information about the lighthouse or who the heck this ghost queen is. I have a few of course, people, but okay, I don't think they understand. And, uh, my friend here, uh, and I'll point Mukta. Come, come help, help them build this thing. Uh, uh, hearing knows. the conversation and understanding Undercommon as well. I uh, oh, like. Smeagol. We'll uh, pop into the room mm-hmm. and try to uh, take a look at what they're trying to build. Give me a straight crafting any... check. Yeah. Is there anybody who's? Uh, is there anybody who is clearly the leader amongst these four? Uh, Are they all just equally arguing with each other? Let's you know. say the insightful Morlock scavenger, this one down here, is probably the one that seems to have the most clout in the group. So I'll we need uh, zero point. You need zero point on this, yeah, yeah. Because okay. you look at this with a nine, and it just looks like a, a terrible mess that you don't even understand like how it's staying together. So let's see what your hero point comes up with. Nice. Twenty-four. So interestingly, you get the same information in different contexts. This is a terrible pile of like mismatched wood. Like they are, if they just wanted to build the, a basic ballista, it would have been fine. But looking at this, you can see that they've tried to improve the design. And every time they try to improve the design, it goes too far in one direction until it fails again. And it seems to be like it doesn't make sense, like logically. Like if you were to build this, you would go in a very simple way. These guys are like going crazy and like you don't even know how this thing's not like falling apart. It, it's literally held together with like bubblegum and twine at this point. So here's my question. With that 24, would I be able to help them in a way where it looks good and holds up, but still won't function? Probably. Because that's what I would do. I do not want to give these guys wanna... a working ballista. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that, yeah. So as you're working with them, they, what they tell you is, like, you kind of, like, are able to sort of make friends with them a little bit. They tell you, like, you know, they live down here. You were asking some questions about, like, the ghost queen and stuff. So they let you know, you know, the ghost queen is the woman, the ghost down below that they worship. You know, they're trying to get back in her favor and prove that they love her more than everyone else. So they kind of were forced, you know, they're forced to get back in her favor. And Graugust has a plan. And they came up here and they killed a bunch of stupid mitflits and pushed them out of here and took it as their home. And, you know, their king has a plan. And they found this in the hallway up north, the direction they were sending you. And they drug it back here and they've been trying to repair it for like the last week. Uh, Have you seen anybody like... um us come along well not me but my friends here <laughs> you mean surface dwellers yes oh yeah we have them uh imprisoned in the other room i believe one of them's uh probably scheduled for execution soon another sacrifice to the ghost queen so perhaps uh we can cut a deal my brother is in there and since we're such good friends and my friend mukta can fix your machine you fit we fix your machine me and my brother can go we leave leave you alone you can tell the boss you executed them and everything is taken care of and we go our own ways and we do not come back 
Does that Don't sound forget like, uh, about uh, all of your brother's friends. There was a few of them, I think. And so what the response you get is like they were kind of looking at each other a little uneasy like oh well we don't we're not really in charge of the prisoners you know it's we don't have the ability to, to authorize that i mean that'll have to come from from the boss himself but you guys you guys are great let's 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 go meet him i'm sure he'll say yes and i and i point to the doors are they through there is the boss through there or the prisoners through there and, and they point, point to the to north them. the prisoners are north and they point north. south and the, the boss is yeah. like kind of south and the boss is down here. Down that way. These rooms, they just tell you these are all their bedrooms that they sleep in. As you're looking in the room, right, you, you spent some time here. I never described this room. This is a large open area. It's a filthy mess, even belonging the collapse of the south. So as you look south, the whole ceiling has collapsed in, and the whole southern half of this room is, like, covered in rubble. You can see what used to be, like, a staircase that would lead straight up, but it's covered in just, like, so much collapsed rubble that the staircase is currently, like, unworkable. But it does go up. And then... Um, yeah, there's like half-eaten like fish, cat-sized beetles, and like kind of like birds and stuff. Any any little like animals that they could get their hands on down here that they've eaten. Just the bones and the carcasses strewn across the room. But there is a staircase that leads up to the surface. It's just completely collapsed. I look towards hell. I look towards them. Ah, you mean to tell me your king does not have you on guard duty? Big strong warriors like yourselves, I'm sure you'd be worth three times as many guards as they have there. How many men did he put in there instead of you all? So they, oh, just uh, two, but they're like, you know, they're they're the smarter ones. We're, we're small and they show you, like we're good at crawling into places and scavenging and, and retrieving stuff, but they're the ones that like really are better at building, but we thought maybe if we could build this and, and show it to the boss, like he would like us more. And like as you've gotten this to like a pretty steady, stable state, Mukta, like it doesn't function, but it's it's looks pretty functional. They like one of them immediately like criticizes what you did, and they're like, "Oh no, that doesn't make any sense. If we just increase the torque here, we can make it shoot so much harder." And he starts winding it harder and harder until it like snaps loose. And then one of them gets upset at the other one for doing that, and like throws a wrench at him, and they tussle for a little bit. Like I said, they're they are constantly trying to. Do it bigger and better and failing. Can I do a recall knowledge on these these folks? Yeah, like what, what they are. Yeah, like what they are, what they what they do, what's their basic abilities, etc. Absolutely. You can either use let's see, you can use society. Unless yeah, you don't think you have the what lores do you know? You 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 know theater lore. Is that the only lore you know? Yes, sir. Okay, so you can either use your theater lore or you know any random lore role or you can do like a society check i'll leave it up to you i'll do society okay so make that society roll these are humanoid creatures which is why the society role comes into play okay i'm gonna use the hero point okay use the hero point since i have extra yes you will <laughs> even better and you got a natural one which is a critical fail so you remember yep. something wrong give it to me I jumped I in the water. Th- I gotta think, right? Because I, I want to feed you some wrong information. What, what are you trying to recall about them? Like what are, what they're called, or what what is it you're trying to learn about them? Uh, what they are and what their basic abilities are. Got it. So they're more mitflits. I think you think they're goblin. Goblins. They're goblins. They're like subterranean goblins of some sort. Maybe kobolds. Hard to say. And so. 
what you know about kobolds are that they, you know, they usually have elemental resistance and they usually worship a dragon of some sort. So maybe this Gralgus that they keep talking about is a dragon. Mm-hmm. Now that's what you're pretty sure of. I'm not too sure we want to visit your boss because, you know, <laughs> we just got the, well, you just ran away from a, a, a small green dragon. I'm not sure we want to go see another uh, another dragon. Is it green Oh, that, as well? that dragon's the worst. Like, you know, we, we're stuck, you know, we can't really get to the surface because it's always hunting and protecting our only exit, so... So you, you mean to say that the way out is back through the same way we came, up the rope? I thought you said I could go through the door up here. Oh, there there's plenty of more to explore that way, but, it, you know, it just, it goes up and there's a bunch of rooms and it loops back around to the, uh, to the swampy drake. I look at the rest of the group. Um, a dragon or a drake? Which one do you want to go talk to? Wait, what? And Clovis, you, you were standing on lookout for, like, the whole time, right? Because I had, like, a secret perception roll for you. As you were standing on lookout and, like, watching to make sure nothing's coming, you noticed something a little strange back in that room, the one with the shrine. That wall that had, like, the black womanly figure just kind of in mud and blood right on the wall. As you were standing there, like, watching, you get a, a sense that it's probably a secret door. I'll look at the uh, group. So do you speak... Uh... Do you speak common and, and as opposed to the regular language we are using now? Only under common. But the boss, I'll say to the them, boss, I'll say yeah, to, the boss man can speak uh, other languages. I'll say uh, to Ulara, I, I don't think they understand this when we use regular common. You know what I'm saying? And I look towards the guy. And they don't look to hold my hand, like, hands up. They're already they're already back to trying to repair this thing, and they're already unassembling everything Mukta did and reassembling it in their own way. Hello, so it's so nice come up and... to meet you all. <laughs> nope, nothing. Okay. So I come up to Nerlara, very quietly whispering here. Let's go back to the other room. Uh, I believe there might be a secret door before we go forward. They don't understand us. Um... Let's be sure. I say oh, in common, your mother's a hamster and your father smells of elderberries. One of them like kind of half looks in your direction just because you're like making noise and they they kind of like you, but uh, they don't seem to get offended. I mean, no one could resist that insult, so they don't understand us. Alright. Uh, Clovis said that he found a secret door. I say with a smile on my face. Most possible secret door. With them. I mean, we have to get your brother, right, Al? Yeah, my, I would like to I would like to at least speak with my brother, if that is okay. My friend, can I speak with uh, my brother? You can stand. We're not going to let them out. We just want to have a conversation. One of them offers to at least lead you to where to where they're being held. Okay. All right. So this one walks you up this way towards these doors. And he kind of like puts like a like a finger to his mouth, like almost like be quiet. Because he says like, you know, there's there's other things that live in the area. So we just got to be very sneaky. Like what other things? Spiders, devils. But they, they mostly leave us alone. Spider would, you know, got a couple of us, but the, the devil, devil seems content to just... It's weird, he almost is cleaning the place, and I swear I've seen him licking the walls. Do you think he would clean me? And I look at the dirt on my my gear. He's like, I, we can ask him. Oh, okay, well, go ahead. Let us see. He's like, oh, so do you want to go to the devil, or do you want to go to your brother? No. 
I want to talk to my brother and see how he is. So he starts walking into the dark. Oh, you can move the lights up with you if you want. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it lights up the hallway. And you can see it's like this long sort of like hallway full of like, it's a 10 foot high, 10 foot wide hallway, vaulted ceilings, at least a dozen feet high, broken metal brackets hanging from the ceiling. You know, although what was in there, it's hard to see. Just pieces of rotten wood and twisted metal and all sorts of, all sorts of debris. And way, way up north, kind of behind the, uh, this door, you see a slight line of a green glow coming from underneath, like, what looks to be a door frame. It's the only thing you can actually see. You can't see that far. Can you guys see down here? Is that okay? Yeah. And then I lift up my shield that slid up. I, uh, pop my head out. <clears throat> if we're not back in five minutes, kill them and come follow us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Take care. Yeah, but there is, like, a green light glowing from the, the north. And they're leading you to the right. They're just going to this door that's right here, and they're like... Oh, right here, this way. And they open the door and, like, wave you in. So, okay, let us see. Uh, get some lights. So, so yeah, so you, you float some lights in there, and what you see is this long room smells of rust and grime. Stacks of splintered furniture, pieces of weapons and armor, frayed coils of rope, jagged shards of metal, and other bits of trash lie in heaps along the walls of this room. A cold, unlit forge sits in an alcove to the west. And to the north, several heavy timbers are wedged up against the door to keep it shut. And there's two of these guys, like almost like the ones you've seen, but a lot bigger. And they both seem to be sort of um, working at um, trying to repair like another like sort of like crossbow ballista sort of thing. And mm-hmm. uh, they've got one similar to the one that they had in the other room. And they're, they're trying to fix it. This one looks more well put together. Um, but as you step in and the lights flutter in, their eyes like kind of hurt and they hiss and they turn and they look at you. And these ones look very angry. And immediately this one like b- kind of backs away from you a little bit. And they both seem to like go for like the table and they both pull up what looks to be a very haphazardly held together crossbow. Push the little one in. Uh, maybe you should uh, explain what's going on. I'll yeah. put my hands up. Friends, please. So the little one the, comes in. The insightful one sent to me. Yeah, and he's just like, he's just like, oh, no big deal. They just want to get in there and, and see their brother. It's just his brother. And then uh, these ones here are like very confused and like they like look at him and they literally say, are you an idiot or something? And they both like raise the crossbows like at you how like they want to fire and they they they're still this group are still like unfriendly towards you. They say like I, we can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way. We don't want the hard way, of course. I just want to have a conversation with my brother just for a minute. Uh, wish him uh, a farewell, good luck on the afterlife, etc. I understand. Uh, he told me he was supposed to be uh, taken and like chopped up and put in front of the big statue, something like that. I just want to say, have a nice day. I mean, would you like some something to eat, perhaps? Uh, why don't you make Why don't you make this um, this you know make an impression check to try to calm them down. While that's happening, can I um, take a few steps back and go to the other doorway? Yeah. Oh, oh God. Hey, you just blew me up. That, that went off on top of me. 
yeah. So explosion time. That's awesome. So uh, you immediately take them from unfriendly to friendly. So they they lower their crossbows and like like no longer look so much on the defensive, but they're like they're like there's no way we're letting you in to see the prisoners. Well, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to see them. I just want to have a conversation. I mean, is there a little people I can say hello, or maybe he can put his ear against the door and I can talk really loud? One of them, like, uh, calls you over, right? So, and, like, motions and you to, over to this door that's kind of, like, wedged on the north. Mm-hmm. And he, like, bangs on the door really ha- loud. It's, it's, like, a bunch of wood, and it's braced from the outside, so it can't be opened from the inside. But it's not, like, a heavy door by any means. And he knocks, like, on the wooden part with his crossbow that he has. And he just says, like, your brother's here. And then he, like, but, like, he's saying it in undercommon. And then he's like, oh, which one? Is your brother? Uh, it's the, the the tall one. Not quite as handsome as me, of course. Well, they're all ugly. Ah, just go Uh-oh. ahead and talk. I'm going to come around the corner as Hal's, and I'm going to say in common quickly, my friends, how are you all doing today? Yeah, the other Morlock kind of wanders back to his first group, unless you grab him and stop him, Mukta. No, I'll let him okay. go through. And, uh, yeah, so I'll turn the corner and in common... I'll say, my friends, I'm glad we've come to an agreement. How are you today? They do not seem to respond. Oh, my apologies. Um, sometimes I forget, to, you know, which language I'm speaking in. Mm-hmm. And then I'll uh, I'll hand the guy next to me a silver piece. Okay, very nice. Thank you for, thank you, friend, for allowing me to uh, at least say farewell. This is for you. I'm not sure if you're going to use it down here. Maybe you can buy something. Maybe if you come back upstairs or to the top side, we can have, you know, a meal and a drink together. But like, I don't drink. I'm not old enough. But um, thank you. Nonetheless, and I'll give him a... And then I'll say uh, in undercommon, brother, brother, and I'll kind of bang on the wall and say, oh, uh, pardon me. He doesn't, he doesn't speak the, the finer languages in life. And I'll say in common. How many of you are in there? Yeah, you you hear like a sort of like very dry, hard to speak voice, and uh, he just says like, uh, there, "There's three of us. Are you here to rescue us?" There. Uh, how many were there before that? One. They they captured us, but one of them. They took one of us. Sacrificed him. Poor Vaughn. He, uh, he's no longer with us. They said you guys sacrificed Pervon. Is that right? You're saying that to uh, the more the the little kobolds. Yeah, the, Can the kobolds. Finger bone. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, the, we're, these are sacrifices for the ghost screen. You know, we figure one one every couple of weeks. We'll keep keep her happy. Yeah, Seems that's smart. A, yeah, very good idea. I I don't know why they, we didn't think of that. <laughs> I look at Mukta. <laughs> Uh, one moment, I'm going to uh, poke my head out and uh, Hal's talking to his brother. Maybe um, you'd all like to see this. Yeah, so I was going to cut back to close in Nilara, but like this Mukta does pop back and let you know if you guys want to come up, you can. The, the four kobolds down here just go right back to work. So did you speak to the, uh, when you were here before, brother, did you speak to uh, the dragon who is the leader of these people? Yeah, no. What? The dr- you mean the Drake? No, the Drake's not their leader. We we slipped in when it was out hunting. Uh, we kind of got sandwiched between the Drake and them, and 
it did not go so well for us. No, not the Drake. Uh, he hit me with his tail when I fell in the muck. But uh, the dragon, the you know, the dragon that uh, leads these people. What? There's no. These are Morlocks. There's no dragons. Do I believe him? I mean, what would it take to convince you? Does he need to make a persuasion check? <laughs> Persuasion's not even really a thing. I guess it'd just be a society check. You don't believe him. <laughs> he got a natural one on his on his uh, persuading you thing. Well, do, do, do you think we should uh, have a conversation with the dragon? Maybe uh, we can leave him some gold or some other gems or something and, and parlay for your freedom? Well, how, how, many, that, what, do, how many do you have with you? Uh, I don't have any gems. No, no, no. How many people? Oh, I've got... got there's, uh, th- there's three of us in here that take equipment... It's, it should be in that room out there. If you can get us our equipment, we can just fight our way out of here. I'm not really sure that's as possible. I mean, I don't want to fight a dragon. So, and I'll say in common, Mukta, they said uh, their their weapons are here somewhere. Maybe this door, maybe that door below. I'll ask uh, the uh, other kobold. Uh, Mr. Kobold, is uh, the other people, uh, my, uh, my brother's companions, are they in this door or... Or in this door over here? Oh no, no, that's that door. They point to like the west, the, the east side here. It's like that door. That's where that's where we keep all the prisoners' belongings. Oh, okay. And I'll tell Mook to that. Since uh, I don't know, we should go talk to the guy. Um, and I look at uh, back to the Morlock. So, what will? How many of those will it take to let me at least my brother go free? What it, What is it you're offering him? Silver pieces. Silver pieces. He doesn't make a make a society check. I guess. I'm not sure. Society. Not, I think so. Like or, that's probably what would be like a good. I guess it's diplomacy. Sorry, not society. Diplomacy. diplomacy. Yeah. Okay. Is that uh, make an impression? It's more like make a request. Ooh, very nice. So. Hmm. He definitely, he doesn't seem too interested in the coinage, but he asks, he's, so he's basically like, like, uh, I don't have much use for the, the coinage, but like, do you have any like interesting gadgets or gizmos or devices I can use? And he's like, starts wringing his hand and kind of looking at your pack. Like, let's make a deal. So he wants, he doesn't want like coinage and valuables. He wants something interesting that he can build or tinker with. I'll, uh. Look towards Mukta. I think we can buy our way out. He just wants uh, something that we can use and to tinker with you or into that crafting stuff. Uh, perhaps you have something or something we found in here that we can parlay for my brother's uh, freedom from these kobolds. We don't want to talk to the, the dragon, no? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> no need to bother such a great leader such as that. As I poke my head around the corner, as I'm getting, um, I uh, will look through my pack and take out the uh, onyx. Oh no, that's worth 25 gold. Fuck. No. Nope, <laughs> not the onyx. Uh, the black gemstone. Think of the return. Uh, maybe we, uh, maybe you uh, get the black gemstone, and uh, Nulara brings her little doll. We put them together. So they can tinker with that. I don't know if that is it. I take out the black gemstone. Um, I mean, this is worth at least twenty of your brothers. 
they don't want uh, things that uh, are worth the money. They want things that they can mess around with, like you, you know, when you fix that stuff or break, so, you know. So here's issues. the interesting thing, right? That you were rummaging around in your bag trying to pull it out, and, like, one of them, like, sees, like, inside your bag for a second as you're trying to pull out this really valuable gemstone, right? But he, like, stops and he goes, what's that? And he points at your bag, Mukta. And he's pointing at a piece of chalk. This? Oh, no, my friend. <laughs> I mean, I like your brother, um, but to give up this, this is much valuable. I mean... He smirks as he, like, makes eye contact with his buddy over there, and he's like, no, 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 no. We're definitely going to need that if to trade for your brother. Since it's not, since it's not your brother, Mukta, here, please. Uh, and I'll pull out a piece of chalk. Two pieces, four pieces of chalk. Oh, jeez. Uh, two for you, and... Two for you, and you can, and I say, see, look, and you can put the schematics of your uh, great plan here, and I'll try to draw like a, a working ballista mm-hmm. on the corner. Piece fits this piece, goes to this piece, and goes to that piece. It looks like more like uh, sheet music than it does a ballista, but, and then I hand it to the guy. Yeah, they're, they're already big eyes go even wider as they're like fumbling over this, this chalk, this very mundane stuff, and they're very excited about this. I pull out another four pieces of chalk and, well, I do like your brother's friends. Maybe, um, I mean, this for the, the as well? It'll double your amount. You have four there. You can get another four already. Uh, they, they look at each other and, and they're like, well, we can't let all the prisoners go because then the boss will be mad. We only can trade for one. Uh, I guess then you don't get all four or eight. You get just this this piece right here that is half written. Think about uh, how proud and how happy your boss would be once you are able to rebuild not only this fine ballista, but um, that other one that those other four lesser kobolds are trying to uh, assemble. I mean, with this, with these, you can work out how to assemble that no problem. In fact, like- you could. Uh, you can draw the uh, specifications on the wall there, and they can just look at it and build it together. You won't have to worry about it. It's like you're in charge here. Here, build it like this, and they can follow your direction. But you won't have to be sitting there telling them and hitting them on the head. Yeah, here's what I'd like. I'd like for um, I'd like for either Mukta to make one of you guys going to make a, a diplomacy check, and one of you is going to make an aid on the diplomacy. So who's taking point? I will who's aid. Your ace. So make a make a diplomacy check, Mukta, and make a diplomacy check, Hal, and you will get a bonus or a negative depending on what Mukta rolls. The DC for this is going to be fifteen. Nice. So, so how you take a plus one to your diplomacy check to try to convince them? Okay, and here we go. I will use a hero point. You can use that last hero point. Okay. Yes. Hero points to avoid dying to a dragon who needs nice. it. That's yes. a critical success. Okay, so you guys convince them. They agree for eight pieces of chalk, you can take all the prisoners. I will okay. remove four pieces of chalk from my inventory. Yep. <laughs> and uh, they begin to sort of, like, dismantle the, uh, the, like, wood planks they have holding up the door. And you look in and you see, standing in this, like, sort of dark cell-like room... There's, like, a terrible, like, sort of, like, stale stench that comes out of there. But three sort of, like, weak-looking human-like people staring back at you. Point to the door here and uh, tell Mukta and Kamen that's where they're uh, 
belongings are. Perhaps you can open that and they can get their stuff. I'm just going to walk towards that door without even talking to them and open, try to open it. Yeah, it opens. You can go ahead and open it. So they see you do that, and then that kind of, like, concerns them because they're like, what, what, what are you doing? And so you open I the can't... room, and you can see, like, a giant – it's like a small, like, storage room. It's The air here is cool and moist, and there's a stone well in the middle of the room. And there's piles – there's, like, armors, weapons, and tools and like, heaps all over this room. Like, no, 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 that's our I... storage. We just need our friend's gear back. I mean, of course, of course, this is, uh, I mean, your, your loot, um, well, this is the last of it. I, uh, I mean, I don't know when I'll ever be able to amass such a fortune again, but I'll pull out another six pieces of chalk. (laughs) (laughs) Compounding on your previous critical successes and stuff. They'll allow your uh, your brother and their friends to take their gear back if you'd like. I will remove six pieces of chalk from my inventory. Okay. And so if you go and look at the treasure chest in that room, you can see all the stuff. So there's basically three rapiers, one's broken, three suits of studded leather, three sets of thieves tools, a healing potion, and 13 gold. I see no, uh, no treasure. I will pocket one of the thieves' tools. <laughs> okay. They come out and like this one's like really like kind of like still unsure of the situation, and he's not really sure what's going on. But he like shakes your hand like pretty, uh, pretty heavily. Like Hal, and it's like I don't know how you I'll, did uh, it. I'll bring him in for a hug. Right. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, brother, it is good to see you. Uh, you don't look very good. Uh, perhaps you have been out of the sun too long. Uh, but you know, I was always the handsome one. Uh, anyways, uh, pick up this stuff. in common or under common? Common, right? In common. In common, yeah, yeah okay. And yep. he's like, I, do you, I mean, not to put a rain on this parade, but do you, we have a way out? Oh, yeah, we can go out that door right there, and I'll point to this door. I'm also taking the gold. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Healing potion. <laughs> So, that's a little cruel. <laughs> yeah, like, if, if you allow them to, they will go in and gear themselves with the leftover gear. Then I'm taking the healing potion. Why not? Okay. So, yeah. So, they, you know, they... Go They've allowed and... us, uh, you to take back your armor, weapons, and some tools, but uh, unfortunately, we uh, have to leave some of it here. But you can take your armor, your weapons, and two sets of your thieves' tools. <laughs> that, that was the deal. Wait, where'd my thieves' tools go, one of the mess? Goral Vetters is like, wait, where's my tools? My father gave uh, me those. Uh, these creatures must have taken it already to someplace else. They're trying to uh, put their ballista back together. They had some little tools, like putting it between the cracks in the wood. Uh, perhaps they are using them in the, the other room. I'm not sure you want to go there. It's a Look. terrible mess. Look, you know, we then, got out of here. You could have ended up like poor Vaughn. Right. Uh, at this point, like, um, they're um, they're in that room, right? And uh, they're getting geared with you, and like, and then, uh, you know, Hal's in the other room, like, sweet-talking them, and they're, they're getting their armor and their weapons. One of their weapons is broken, so one of them just has, like, a, they're like, don't worry, I'm covered. And they pull out, and you can see that they made themselves a little shiv while they were in the prison. So they've got, like, a little shiv they can use. Uh, no, but, uh, please. I mean, if you want to see rapier, I have one here. I don't use it. I use this. And I gesture towards my loot. 
you want to hold this? Maybe you can, it can be of service later. Just uh, give it to me when we go back to, to the top. I'm not sure we want to go back to the muddy water. And I look at my disheveled self. Brother, you know how much I do not like to be dirty and smelly and, well, you know, here I am. I'll uh, go in for the hug on this kobold to my north uh-huh. and, uh, like, bring him in. Uh-huh. Uh, we really appreciate uh, everything you did. My brother is in his debt for you. Should you make your way to the top, uh, please uh, have some dinner on me and some drinks. It treats you like a king or like a king dragon, whatever it is. Well, I mean, Hal, with the, with the amount of wealth we just gave them, I'm sure there'll be kings in their own right soon enough. Ah, that is true. But, I mean, kings go on vacation, and maybe we can, <laughs> you know, serve them a kingly meal uh, on the beach near uh, the big city. So so you're having this conversation, and, and all this is going on, and there's a lot of chaos and noise as they're getting dressed. And I think the last shot of the night we kind of get is, like, Mukta's in there, and, like, one of these, like, rows is looking at Mukta a little weird. And they're kind of, like, looking out the door to make sure that, like, Hal and stuff are out of earshot. And they kind of, like, lean in. And they look at you, Mukta, and they're like, I remember you. We uh, we pulled that heist job a few months ago together, didn't we? And I just put one finger up to my lips. And then she puts one eyebrow up and kind of, like, gives, like, a little smirk and gives, like, a knowing sort of nod and puts, like, her finger to her lips in an understanding. I'll, I'll give her a wink, and that's it. What? And that's when we cut to the end of the session.